This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Ten seventeen p.m. in the East, streaming live on Pride48.com. It's time for The Mix. My name is Daniel Brewer. I do not do this show alone. I do it with my good buddy, Adam Burns. Adam, how are you this evening? Uh, I forgot my ice uh, to put in my, in my wine here. I'm doing excellent. I... Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, Adam... I was just, I was just being for all of the listeners who were not or not in level thirteen or do not join us mm-hmm. for the live show. Which, by the way, we do every Friday night. Every fr- well, we won't be doing it next Friday night because we were both Except gone next actually, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was being scolded for first of all not having the correct glass for my wine, mm-hmm. but then also for drinking a wine that Daniel does not approve of. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not drinking moonshine. I could be drinking moonshine, you know. Anyway, uh, I mean, I was just making the point that wine glasses are designed for the type of wine. Like most people know that a champagne glass or champagne flute, they, they would recognize it on site. They go, oh yeah, it's a champagne flute. It's, it's designed for champagne so that you can see the bubbles going up in it. It's a very visual kind of a thing. Um, you know, it's just, that's all I was pointing out. You're using a Bordeaux see, glass. We don't drink a lot around here, and someone gave us, someone gave me at some point a box of wine glasses, and I don't even think it says what type of wine it's supposed to be, probably. and I just use those for everything. Probably, probably not. It was just one of those Kirkland's, you know, whatever, box of wine glasses. I feel like I'm just, I'm looking here on Amazon, there is a Hakuna Moscato glass that I could send you. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> And also, right, I'm drinking Moscato, which I can't imagine even has a glass. No, it doesn't appear to. Although I think that the closest so, that you would usually be a port or a or a sherry glass, but it's those are way too small. Those are I need. I'm drinking like the whole bottle. You, uh, one of those port glasses, uh, just a tiny little bit. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of that? Well, I also you have never always understood. pour more. You know, I've also never understood why the sweet wines are considered dessert wines because why do you want to drink something sweet? With a sweet dessert, then it makes it overly sweet. I don't know. I, I so know, why I know are a they lot dessert of people wines? that drink apple pie? I mean, drink milkshakes and eat apple pie. That's that's sweet drinks. I understand coffee with dessert because coffee is bitter and has a little bit of savoriness and it balances the dessert. But anyway, Adam, uh, this is as fascinating as this conversation is. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's just jump right into. You know this why I'm drinking time. wine, Daniel? No, why? Because it's your birthday weekend. It is. It is my birthday weekend. Uh, my birthday is Monday. So this is the, the, the weekend of my birthday. We are leaving tomorrow to head over to Disney. We will be staying uh, there uh, tomorrow night, Monday night. No, tomorrow night, Sunday night, and Monday night. So tomorrow night we're going with my family to uh, eat at a restaurant over at Disney and then going to see the new Cirque du Soleil show that just opened over there called Drawn to Life. 
And then on Sunday, we will be um, going to, I don't know, I think we're going to Epcot. I think we're doing, I think we're doing brunch at House of Blues in the morning and then we're going to Epcot. And then uh, we have my birthday dinner at La Cellier um, at Sunday night over at Epcot in the Canadian pavilion. And then Monday is my big birthday present from two years ago is the keys of the kingdom tour. So I am actually going to go on a four hour behind the scenes and underground tour of the magic kingdom. So, Oh, so are you going to see the, the highway that runs underneath everything? I am. I am. I'm not allowed to take any photographs down there, but I, I I do get to see it. So, um, it'll be fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I, it was originally my birthday present in 20, 2020. Yeah, it was my birthday present in 2020. And Disney closed eight days before my birthday. So eight days before my birthday, the pandemic shut down Disney. And so I was unable to do the tour back then. And they just reopened them doing it now. You know, I watched a I watched a video about how cruise ships operate. And do you know, they have a similar tunnel, not a tunnel, but a hallway on one of the lower decks of a cruise ship that goes all the way from one end of the cruise ship to the other so that the workers can get from one end of the other without it's called the I-95. Hassle. Yeah. I-95. That I is what that, it's called. I saw, wow. that, I saw that same documentary. Huh. Don't try to out documentary me Burns. Anyway, oh. it's my, it's my birthday weekend. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to be uh, having dinner tomorrow at the Edison with, with my family. It'll be fun. Well, most of my family, my, uh, my one brother like is just a stick in the mud. He doesn't want to go anywhere. So it'll be, you know, it, It'll be most of my, it'll be three of my, two of my siblings. Interesting to me. And there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I just find it interesting that you get so excited about your birthday because I find as people get older, Mm. they get less and less excited about their birthday. Maybe one day when I get older, I'll feel that way. But until then, I I love my birthday. My birthday's great. (laughs) Uh, So... Anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, I did get a, a horrible thing in the mail the other day, though. I got a renewal from the AARP. Now, just to, just to let Are you, you already a member? Yeah, yeah. You can join the AARP when you're 40. Like, so the AARP is not a, you know, whatever. You can, you can, it's very cheap. It's like six bucks a year or something. It's something stupid throwaway cheap. And I originally joined it because you get, uh, discounts on dining and discounts on, and I was like, then I eat out a lot. So I was like, Oh, well, that'll be nice. I'll, I'll do that. But what they don't tell you is, is that the AARP discounts only apply if you're like 60. So it's like, you're paying for the AARP membership, but half of the benefits you can't even use because there's an age limit on them. So now I, you know, and, and when I first joined, I did the, Oh, I could, I could buy three years for the price of two. I'll just do that. And I couldn't use it for three years. Now, suddenly, they want to be my best friend because it's time to renew. And uh, it's like, no, screw you, Avery. No. Screw you. I'm not getting a discount until I'm 60. I'm going to wait. I'll wait another five years before I join your stupid little organization. Don't most places give a discount when you get to a certain age, regardless of whether you're a member of AARP? I I, Like when you get to be 60, 65, something like that, isn't there a... Like Nessa said in the chat room, a senior discount I at a lot of places. I wouldn't know. 
Oh. One day when I get there, I'll let you know. The, okay. And, you know, we could ask Big Fatty. Is that is he still taking mediocre questions? Because I feel like that's probably a, a pretty mediocre question that you could call in. And ask you him. know, you know that Big Fatty takes advantage of the senior discount wherever it is because he is the biggest. He could pinch a a nickel and make the buffalo poop, as they say. Assuming it was a buffalo nickel, I guess. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he he uses a coupon for everything. You, I guarantee you, he's going places that have a senior discount. I found I found a dollar ninety two in change from my special chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I'm just amused by the by the visuals of that. Anyway, well, I hope I hope you have a wonderful birthday weekend. I'm sure I will. So, are you just off on Monday and then back to work on Tuesday, or did I you take? Am- yeah, I took Monday off and I don't have anything scheduled until like, I don't know, 11 a.m. on Tuesday. So I figured I don't need to take the day off because I've got my phone and whatnot. So if I actually I do have to interview someone for a position at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, but I figure I can I don't have to check out the hotel till 11. So I can just do that from the hotel. So it'll be fine. It'll be fun. You know, now that I'm a big, high powered, uh, you know, executive who interviews people oh, yeah. at him. I, it's so some of these people that you interview are just like, what, why did, why are you here? It's like, you don't seem to know anything, but anyway, it's not important. Uh, but the, but the job mark, apparently, you know, it's very hard to find quali- qualified candidates right now. So it is probably scraping the bottle of the barrel. Well, anyway, I hope you have a great weekend and, uh, wonderful celebration. Another thing about the AARP and my birthday here, Adam, I just, finished watching the Gilmore girls. Excuse me. I just finished watching Gilmore girls. All seven. So you're done. You've watched. Wow. All seven seasons plus the Netflix, the 2016 Netflix revival called Gilmore girls year in the life. You know, I am 12 days younger than Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham is, it was born like 12 days before me. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. I, am I wonder same, if she I wonder if she's a member of AARP. Uh, probably. I am. a. You know, I don't know. She probably shouldn't. She shouldn't because she's my age. So she should wait. I think she goes to Disney as, on her birthday. I am the same age as Lorelai Gilmore. Um, what? No, she Do you think go she to goes Disney. to Disney on her birthday. Although we were talking about it on my Disney podcast tonight there. They just announced that Bob Chapek is going to be holding an investor meeting uh, and touring around the parks and everything on Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to be taking a tour. He's going to wish you a happy birthday. I'm going to be taking a tour on Monday. How cool would it be if Bob Chapek was on my tour? Take, yeah, really taking cool. His, taking his investor friends around. Although no one likes him as much as, as Iger, apparently. So You know what? All right. Let me, let me, just, let me just go off on a, on a tangent here for just a second. <laughs> as soon as Bob Iger realized that a pandemic was going to shut down the United States because it was shutting down China, right? Bob Iger suddenly and and just very unexpectedly resigned from CEO on February 26th of 2020, a week or two before Disney parks shut down worldwide. So I feel like Iger was just a total dick about the whole thing. He's like, I don't want this to be my, I don't want to get involved in this crap. Nope, nope, nope. I'm out. I'm, and he just basically dumped everything on Bob Chapek's lap. But the kind of things that people are upset at Bob Chapek about, like the Genie Plus, uh, you know, those kind of uh, enhancements that they have at Disney, those were all announced under Iger. These are not Bob Chapek's things. These are all things that Iger announced and everything. So I feel like Iger is playing the part of Virginia 
in the slave thing here where he's he basically did a bunch of shit and then like bowed out and he's like, oh, look at that guy over there. Look at how horrible he is. So maybe. There you go. So guy. you were talking about work and uh, interviewing people. I, I don't talk about work at the spit valve factory much, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted to bring this up because I don't know. It why just, why it don't really, you talk it, about your work at the spit valve factory very much? Well, I, you know, I got to a place where everyone at work was seeing that I have a, a nice microphone and everything. And then they ask me, why do you have that? And I'm not a good liar. So I just say I have a podcast. And then I generally get away without having to give them names of podcast because I just say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I run this. I do say uh, now a lot of times I say I, I founded an LGBTQ plus podcasting network so I do a lot of stuff for that, blah, blah, blah. They can go over there and find a lot of podcasts, but I don't give them specific names. But I th- I thought, well, they're going to find my podcast. And I'm, if I'm talking shit about people I work with or whatever, you know, and then and there were a lot of people that were saying, Adam, you're saying way too much about work yeah. on your shows, you know, and anybody could be listening to this and say, oh, it's true. But, I know okay. he's talking about me. OK, but. That being said, you're not going to talk about work. <laughs> yeah, at the spit valve factory. Because <laughs> no one, I mean, no one, we've erased all, all that references. Is, that is so highly encrypted that no one could crack that code whatsoever. Uh, you work at the spit valve factory. No one could yeah. figure out where you work. I get it. You're, you're so, safe. It is called security through obscurity, Adam. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to, so I'm a product manager and I have several products. And one of the products happens to be really special to me because I started the very first uh, development of that product myself. Then I became tech lead of that product. And then when I moved into product management, I kept it under myself. Yes. But there's been some, I don't know, it's struggling uh, to gain users and there's external competition to what we're doing with this internal tool. And anyway, and I have a vision for it, but the engineering management and the tech lead the tech lead who took over developed his own product that that's his baby. And he only cares about that product. So this other product, he's just like, whatever. Right. And we had had this meeting where he literally was throwing me under the bus during the meeting. Not literally. I mean, he wasn't throwing me under a bus, but he was saying this product is crap. We should just sunset it. My own tech lead in this meeting a week ago, because we have a lot of new managers and they're trying to make decisions on what we're keeping and what, you know, whatever. And so one of my former engineers that's still on that product that I used to work with a lot yeah, invited me to lunch today. And so I went to lunch and I just, he said, Oh, I just want to catch up. We haven't seen each other since COVID. And I know you're busy with all your other products and you don't have as much time to spend on this one. And so I was just thinking, oh, great, we're going to, you know, have a happy old time. Well, right. it was an ambush for him to tell me everything about everyone else and the drama that's going on <sighs> in engineering behind my back. And he says to me, Daniel, he says, so-and-so doesn't like you. In fact, the engineering managers don't like you either oh. <laughs> for this product. Mm-hmm. And he's just like giving me all He's saying basically, oh, well, they don't like you. They're trying to make you fail. They want the product to fail. Like all of this stuff. There's like this conspiracy going on where they're just trying to do everything they can to get the product sunset and all he cares about is his own thing that he developed i'm like oh my god i'm like well thanks for the information 
I said, I'm like, but I said, I'm not really one for office politics and, you know, I'm going to do my job. And I said, I like those people just fine. If they don't like me, you know, I mean, right. What I don't know why they wouldn't like me. I've never been anything but nice to everyone as everyone knows me. Sometimes that's enough. I'm a people pleaser. And so I'm nice to everyone. And uh, I was like. So we'll see what happens with all of this that's going on. But I, you know, I'm going to, nothing's going to change really. I just, anyway, I just thought it was weird. You invite somebody to lunch and then be like, oh, by the way, uh, the tech lead doesn't like you. And also the engineering manager doesn't like, I'm like, what What am I going to do with this information? Yeah, but I, maybe he thought he was helping. Maybe he thought that you were needed to know that. I mean, I suppose, but now, you know, me, it's just something to obsess about. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, they don't like me. You know, that's all I'm going to be able to think about from, you know, from now. Although I was very professional at the lunch. I said, well, I don't have any problems with them. We're going to keep working together. Thank you for giving me the information. But then I get home and I'm thinking, oh, my God, somebody doesn't like me. What am I going to do? You know, that sort of thing. Were were any uh, of them principal devs? Because I've I've found that principal devs are basically just when you when you. All right. I used to be a senior dev. And once you, you, there's nowhere really to go past senior dev other than principal dev or management. Those are your two career path options from, from senior dev. That's where you go. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to, you know, senior dev, you can go to, you know, dev manager, and then you can go to, you know, department manager, that kind of thing. Uh, but, but what I found is the, the devs who are just not suited to deal with other human beings ever may still be really good programmers. And so their career path is to go into what we call principal dev, which is just basically, this is the end of your line. You, you we're just going to incrementally, incrementally pay you more money or whatever, but you, you have no business ever talking to another human being. You really are. <laughs> you have a horrible personality and you're just, you're, you really should just be, uh, uh, you know, sunset. I mean, the, this tech lead is nice to me and I don't know, I don't know his actual, I think he's a, he's a senior of some, I mean, he's a tech lead, so he's, I don't know exactly his title, but, uh, he's not a principal. He may be a staff engineer. I'm not really sure. No, I'm talking about the one that doesn't like you. Oh yeah. Him, the tech lead is who doesn't like me. But the thing is he does nothing. He doesn't, he hasn't committed code to either of the products in over a year, I guarantee you. And he doesn't do anything. And the engineers are even telling me that he doesn't do anything. And he only cares about his product. Yeah. And he just sits there and bad mouths my product or well, the one that I can, you know, so. You know, I don't have any experience with Spit Valve Factory, but back when I used to work at, I'm going to, are you ready? Are you sitting down? I'm going to drop some names here. Back when I used to work at Yale, <laughs> it's like, I was name drop that in. Uh, but I only, use that as an, as a point to say that it is a very large company. Like Yale new yep. New Haven medical is a very, very large company. We had like 18,000 employees just right in New Haven, Connecticut. So what I find there is that there are a lot of people that don't do anything for years because bureaucracy is a, is a function of size, not a function of public private. Right? So when people say that the government is very bureaucratic, it is, but not because it's a public you know, not because it's run as a public thing. 
but because it is large, right? And your spit valve factory that you work with is, is, is quite a big spit valve factory. And there is probably a lot of bureaucracy in there. And I remember a manager once telling me back at Yale um, about getting rid of people because there's so many things you have to do to get rid of somebody. You have to like give them a, a, a verbal and a written reprimand. And then you have to like work out a, a, a way for them to, uh, you know, like a remediation plan for them. And then this all has to be documented. And it can take a year to get rid of someone. And one of my managers uh, at Yale used to say, it's such a hassle that as long, you know, if they want to sleep at their desk, I'm fine with that as long as they're not actively keeping other people from doing their work. <laughs> it's like they can just come here and sleep and just uh, we'll, we'll all just work around it. Yeah, so. I get it. I'm just saying he's adding no value to either product and he's just like trying to, you know, uh, I can't think of the word now. He's trying to undermine me. Yeah. And, and then, you know, so it, anyway, it was well, an interesting you know what, lunch. Adam, I like you and a lot of people like you. you. They, they call in and uh, I think we should hear from those people now. Yeah, we should. They're probably calling for you, though. That is the wrong clip. <laughs> let's, let's do this. <laughs> Excellent. It is the contact segment of the show. This is the segment where we read our emails and play your voicemails. Adam, do we have any email this week? We do not. We do not. Let's get to our first voicemail, though, shall we? Uh, and here it is. Adam, Daniel, Daniel, Adam, good yes. evening. It's Chris and Dennis. Dennis. Yes. Madam Albright, the first sec- female secretary of state. Uh-huh. And I wanted to say to Adam, he said something on his podcast Geeky day yeah, about maybe cutting back. He has no content. Award, Adam, yeah. the people pleasing personality of yours is getting the best of you. You have plenty of content, but you stop talking about uh, work. The spit valve factory. You don't talk mm-hmm. about work mm-hmm. at all anymore. Mm-hmm. You used to talk about your mother and your stepdad all the time to give updates on mom and them and mm-hmm. how they're doing. You used to all, always talk about. Uh, Weight Watchers and your weight, and then you were going off it, and you were going on it, yeah. and you don't talk about that anymore. Yeah. And then you yeah, still always talk about uh, church and, uh, yeah. you know, playing your musical instrument, and you stopped doing that too. And I think you've allowed people who complain that you repeat yourself and people who are against church. Listen, I'm- I, I think you talked about every single one of those topics this week on Geeky Gang. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sin. I appreciate what he's getting at. So I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure this week you talked about the Spitfell factory. Your mom had COVID. You talked about going to orchestra, not wanting to go to orchestra. Uh, and you didn't go to orchestra. Uh, there was like a whole, yeah, you talked about all those things. You didn't talk about Weight Watchers, but no, I don't, I, I don't think you're currently on Weight Watchers. I'm not. Yeah. Catholic. Dennis is Catholic. I made my confirmation. I went to church every single Sunday. And I go to church on the big holidays now. I get my ashes on Ash Wednesday, Palm Sunday, Christmas, stuff like that. But 
I don't go to church regularly and neither does Dennis, but we go together on the big holidays. Mm-hmm. And you've like let people intimidate you or put you back in your shell. And now you don't discuss anything, you know, you know, because, you know, because uh, that technically your mother doesn't watches like Fox. So people are telling you not to talk to your mother. Why? Because she watches Fox and fuck kids <laughs> and Weight Watchers because, you know, who cares whether you're on Weight Watchers? We, we enjoy listening to all that stuff. And the spit valve factory, who the hell doesn't hate their fucking job? And I want to hate, listen, I misery don't. loves company. We, we chuckle. So <laughs> you stop talking about all those things. You have plenty of content. You've just withdrawn mm-hmm. and you don't talk about that stuff anymore. And that's just, we just wanted to point that out to you. We enjoyed your show the way it was. Don't let people, because they don't like church. They don't want to hear about what, do you? And you are, you're more entertaining when you're yourself. Don't allow other people to push you back into your show, even though you're an introvert, when you're a geeky gay, throwing down, mixed minus you yourself. Yeah. And Daniel, yeah, I wanted oh, to say. Yes. I love <laughs> when birthday. you do Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Yeah. When you go right to the port where she pauses and she screams the lyrics. I love yeah. when you do that. Yep, you should that. put that on one of your podcasts at the beginning of something because yeah. I have her and I always go to the video where she's sitting in the chair and she belts out that part of the song. It's my favorite part of the song. Yep. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's up there with me with Billy Jean. Yeah. So I, I howl every time you do it. You've done it a, a lot recently, and I enjoy listening to it. That's right. I I just got it back on my uh, my sound card my soundboard. Did uh, he hang up? No, he timed out. It was three minutes. Oh. It's like our I think our voicemail system will only let uh, you talk for three minutes. Well, I'll say thank you for all of that. Uh, I uh, noted. As Daniel said, I think some of that stuff I have mentioned recently, but I, mm-hmm. but I, I, I will take the criticism uh, as it was intended. Now, Kathy Marshall says yes. in the chat room, by the way, yes, I'm still wondering why Adam's boss called him at night. And yeah. I was trying yeah. to rack my brain, but was I recording Geeky Gay and I got a call from my boss? Was that what it was? I can't remember. I, it must have been. Know. Yes. She says yes. It must have been. Well, it's not. It, I record around 5 or 5.30 and she's in California. So it really wasn't that late. You were basically recording your show during work hours. Just admit no, it. No, I wasn't. Just admit no, it. Just it, admit it. It was after 5 o'clock. Just admit it. But uh, let's go to our next voicemail, shall we? Hi, Daniel. Just Daniel. Yes, hi. I'm not me. talking to Adam. That's me. This is Scott the Cedar. Daniel, I love yes. the idea about the questionnaire. Yes. But I've got a thought here. I'm just spitballing. Just, uh, just spitballing. Why don't you call it a census? Ooh. Then you could ask them who they are and how long they've been listening. Yeah. And if they've ever called your new voicemail line. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe if they've ever sharded themselves. Uh-huh. And you can keep track of their birthday, maybe, because no other podcast does that. Mm-hmm. But that's a thought that maybe you could do the mix minus census. Census. Yeah. Hmm. That, All that's... new, brand new, original idea. Thank you. That is... Adam, uh... you're dead to me. This is a Seder. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, Adam. Uh, <laughs> you census. don't know about what? I don't know about calling, calling it, a it a census. I feel that that's yeah. kind of... I don't know. Does anyone a census care? is more a census is more tell me you're alive and you're you're a member of the community or whatever. This is more of a you know, how how are we doing? It's like when you go to a retail store and they have that 
thing, electro, not a, th those buttons with the frowny face, smiley face, uh, you know, whatever. And you're supposed to hit yeah. that to tell them how they're doing. Yeah. It's like that. It's like a survey, <laughs> not a census. Okay. I'm also, just saying. yes. Scott has no right to say I'm dead to him because the call before where Chris and Dennis were telling me that I don't talk about enough on my show anymore because mm -hmm. people told me not to, it's all Scott's damn fault. It is. He's the one that says, it's he's the one Scott's that fault. says, I just repeat myself over and over again and I'm not worth listening to. So you're dead to me, Scott. Wow. About that? A little mutual death going on here. If either one of you actually dies, don't forget to call our celebrity death phone, phone number 70761-DEATH. And, and By the way, we it. forgot about Chris and Dennis, but they oh. got a dollar for uh, yeah, Madeline, Madeline, Albright. Madeline Albright. Sorry about that, Chris and Dennis. Uh, yeah, a, a dollar for Madeline Albright and... Uh, their name is entered into the contest. Let's move on to our next one. Here we go. Hi, guys. This is Brian in the in the berries. Oh, um, Madeline Albright, dead at eighty four, March twenty third. March twenty third. Madeline Albright. Madeline Albright. She was a tough old broad. <laughs> We're gonna miss her. Okay. Wasn't she on a show? Like, didn't she do a cameo appearance on some show where she was talking to? Uh, now I don't know what show. I have show no it was. idea. I have no idea. I have no no idea what show it was. By the way, that Gilmore year in the life, Gilmore Girl year in the life. There were so many fucking cameos in that. Like uh, big people were like apparently huge Gilmore Girl fans, and they wanted to be in that show. That sounded like something Trump would say. We've got big people, big big people. <laughs> big a lot of lot of all the best people, all the big people, yeah. <laughs> all the really really big people will be in our show. All right, here we go. It's all right. Was that? They got an entry. For dead, dead. No, all right. The, 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 both phone calls were 19 seconds long, and I thought I was clicking on the same phone call. Uh, ah, this I is see. the next one. This is the, the, the next one. Death phone call. This is Scotty Rossi Butler. Yes. Madeline Albright is dead. Dead. Um, I'm sure you'll accept this entry, seeing as she's American. Uh-huh. Dead. Dead. Madeline Albright. Okay, bye. Okay. Thanks for the bye. entry. Yeah, Hope sure. I'm first. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if you're first or not, Scott. Uh, you, you you don't have to be first. You did get an entry. You did. You did get an entry. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we're not increasing the pot another dollar. Madeline Albright only died once. But uh, wait, is this another 19 second phone call? No, that was the same one. All right, here we go. I... I <laughs> Yeah, hi guys, RT Cruiser for the Celebrity Death Phone. Yes. Might actually be in with a chance on this one because, you know, uh -huh. American. Uh, Madeleine Albright, former yeah. US Secretary of State, yeah. dead at 84. 84. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, yes, RT Cruiser, absolutely. Uh, Madeleine Albright, dead. Or as they say in Australia, did. Uh, and here's our penultimate voicemail, Adam. Happy birthday <gasps> to you. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Yes. Happy birthday, dear Daniel. Happy birthday to you. Aww. Daniel, happy exiting the birth canal. Okay. Love you. That, yes, that, that was Gary in Portland. Thank you very much, Gary. I do appreciate that. Now, in fairness... I asked him to do it, but oh, uh, you I asked needed, him to do it. I needed it, Adam. I needed it. We we had seven voicemails. Not a single one of them was wish me a happy birthday. No, just this, uh, just this one, just Gary Bearden. So 
See, see how that you works. Get an entry in the celebrity death contest just for singing happy birthday to you. Yes, I agree. Do it. Put it on the... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our final voicemail here. Adam and Daniel, it's Chris and Dennis calling back again. Yes. I just wanted to let you know that I won't, I'm a proud Catholic, so nobody's going to guilt me uh-huh. for what the church did. The church was always good to us. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, celebrity deaths. Now, you guys are supposed to know about celebrities, but you're not, you don't know any of the old people. Like we <laughs> called with the vet Mimeo, Y-V-E-T-T-E-M-I-M-I-E-U-X about a month ago. And this is really Frost and Dennis's ass because we didn't get credit for it. Yeah. And you asked uh, who is she? Uh, your executive producer. Yes. And- he wait. Who, who was this? Yvette. E-V-Y-V-E-T-T. Yeah. Well, I think we looked her up. Yeah. Anytime we don't know someone, we Google them. Her breakout role was in the time machine. Did you watch the time machine? No. I think it was a movie. Yeah, she was a from in, when? In from when? Like way, well, it way was back. Based off of H.G. Wells, The Time Machine. So it was nineteen uh, sixty. I don't know. We don't recons- We don't reconsider rulings from previous episodes. So <laughs> we we our rulings stand unless you go to a higher court. Couldn't be nineteen sixty. So sorry, because. She was born in 56. She would have been four years old if she had been in the time machine in 1960. Anyway, uh, unless she was a child actress. I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't recognize. I, like, I looked her up. I see her face. I don't recognize her in anything. Our, our rulings are final, Daniel. It's, it's day of. When you call, we make a ruling. That's it. Right. Although, apparently Clarence Thomas is someone good to get in the know with if you want to, you know. Let's continue any, with the know. phone call, shall we? <laughs> and you vetoed it. She was a big star in her day. Uh-huh. Yvette Mimeo. Uh-huh. And if you look her up, I spelled her name. You know, she was in the time machine. She was around. And we didn't get, um, Dennis is uh, very upset and protesting about that, that we didn't get credit for that. And um, there was another gentleman, of course, my, uh, who was in Life with Father with, uh, uh, Betty Davis, not not Betty Davis, uh, Life with Father with Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Now, he was 98 years old. Yeah. But, you know, he was, I, I remember him well, Jimmy Lydon. Uh-huh. He was 98, and Jimmy and then Lydon, L-Y-D-O-N. Now, I thought gay people, all gay people loved old movies, loved old TV shows. Didn't you guys watch The Golden Age of Hollywood? Did anybody in the chat room watch all these, you know, old movies and these are legitimate people. These people were big stars, but you guys have, for some reason, some of these people, these old, old stars, you don't know who they are. So you need to do some research on that. Uh-huh. Okay, Daniel, instead of focusing on your audio books <laughs> and your world, uh, you can focus on, you know, brushing yourself up on old movies, old TV shows, like old oh, ones. Oh, I, I don't know if... 60s, 70s, and no, Dennis and I know a lot about that not stuff. A so chance I know I'm no. rambling on, not but I'm in a good chance. mood. We're happy to that your show's on. Uh-huh. And, oh, Big Fatty played us, by the way, on the beginning of his podcast. Oh. Just so you know, he played my voice. <laughs> it, it wasn't pleasant. 
All right, You're a celebrity a now. Get trashed. All right, and we'll talk to you again next month. Did he next say week. torture? Bye-bye. Did he say torture us talk. again? We'll talk to you. I'll we'll torture talk you again to next. You. Let's yeah. talk. Hey, yeah. you know, I, I just want to respond to that really quick. Go ahead, um, Daniel. I just want you to know something, Chris. Also, I don't believe you that Dennis exists. You always say Chris and Dennis, but I've never heard Dennis's mm-hmm. voice. Um, how am I supposed to know? Dennis needs to call in anyway. Daniel will not watch a black and white movie. Nope. <laughs> so Daniel is not going to know anyone from the golden age of Hollywood. No. Because there wasn't color. Damn one. Uh, also, if I look, I'm not going to count, but if I look on this list, I guarantee you we've got 52 entries. I bet 15 of them are Chris and Dennis at least. Yeah. So, I mean, we've given you some entries. We've, we've, you, you've entered several times. You're good. You're good. Yeah. It is, it's still a random drawing at the end. Right. Uh, there is one, uh, additional voicemail that just came in at 10 39 PM. So 20 minutes ago, uh, I'm going to play it here and let's see what it is. Oh, I have to hit play on these. So a little birdie told me that it's your birthday it is. this weekend. It is. And I'm very excited that it's your birthday this weekend. And I'm happy that I've gotten to celebrate five birthdays with you. And I'm looking to celebrate many, many more. I love you. Happy birthday, honey. Bye. Aw, that is my, part- it's my partner, Zach, calling in to wish me a happy birthday. Oh, I'm sorry. I, something was coming up from dinner. By the way, that little, so birdie, that little birdie that told him it was my birthday, it was me. I was the little birdie that told him it was my birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, so those are all the phone calls that we got this week. Thank you, everyone. I do appreciate it. Uh, well, Adam appreciates it. We all appreciate it. What, what's not to appreciate yeah. it? We love it when you call. Three, two, one. I had a cough. I had a cough and it distracted Excellent. me. It distracted me from... Uh, doing this uh this thing that well, I'm i guess to it's do. my turn to talk it is so uh you know as people who listen to geeky gay and you know and mix minus who, who uh, knows i don't remember as we've discovered already this evening i don't know what i talk about on each show and i repeat myself multiple times um but on on some show or all of them i've talked in the past about trying to come up with side hustles yes because eventually i want to be able to you know just quit my day job and just do and it'll never happen but it's a dream yes it's a dream to have a side hustle that then becomes a big thing or and then mark and i can just travel or a nice nest egg a nice retirement fund which you are well on the way to having that's true so uh so anyway but mark and i have talked about things we could do together and we thought we thought oh we should come up with a an app or we should do rental properties you know we should uh you know every year buy a new rental property with our bonus or something or yeah you know and all of those are good ideas but i came up with the perfect idea (gasps) for mark and i both what to do what are you going to start a youtube channel about disney pins we no (laughs) we are going to become travel agents oh take that ricky so Mark, so Mark, I mean, we love to travel. We love, we love traveling, right? Yes. And, uh, and I was just doing some research and apparently it's fairly easy to become a travel agent. And it's something you could definitely do as a side hustle because Absolutely. you can take as much business as you want to or none. Absolutely. And you, and you, should, you should set up a website 
that makes it easy to find because like when I try to find a gay cruise travel agent, all I get are travel agents that want to book me on a gay cruise, like on an Atlantis cruise or something like that. It's like, no, no, I, I want to take a, a regular cruise. I just want a gay travel agent. No, yeah, and it's hard so, to find. It's hard. If you were good, you could be the geeky gay travel. We could. We could. And uh, I mean, I've got a podcasting. I've, I've got marketing built in. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. Our, our hundreds of thousands of listeners. Um, no, but but so, yeah, we're going to uh, and he was all in for it. I, I brought it up to him the other night. I said, now, what you about? know, you know that a lot of YouTube channels, like a lot of the Disney YouTube channels are travel agents, right? That's why they do a, a Disney YouTube channel is because they want people to plan their Disney trips through them. Um, and a lot of the cruise videos that I watch are also travel agents, ultimately. So I, yeah, I mean, feel we could- that you you should just. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say you could start a YouTube channel. It, you could start a travel YouTube channel of just taking, you know, interesting pictures of where you're going, like an interesting video of where, you, where you're traveling to, and you get uh, people following you on the YouTubes, and then, you know, then you can slide into doing that. Into, into being <laughs> Cyclone in the chat room is saying, thinking the reward for solving the Missy Wit case <laughs> is worth more. <laughs> How dare you? First of all, it's a side hustle. We can, we've both got good jobs. But it's something that has potential to earn a living if we like it and we get good at it, you know, and we love to travel. So and the other thing is when you become a travel agent, there are all these discounts and free trips that you can get as well to go and tour properties and do stuff like that. So you can also I don't see I see that Kathy Bacon said something, but I can't. Kathy read Bacon it. says, check the deathline phone message now, please. I'm assuming oh. she called the phone number, which I can't access. I can only access uh, the voicemail. Okay, but I don't know if I've got it set up right now to go to you and everyone else. You could problem. just play it. But I don't know any, if anyone will hear it. <laughs> yeah. I think we must turn off. Adam, I love the death uh, voicemail yeah. intro whatever update. Happy Cake Corner month. Daniel. Thank you, Kathy Bacon. From another March Kate Corner. That's right. That's right. Celebratory. You better get played on tonight's show because I'm going to tweet you (laughs) sweet humans right now. And by sweet humans, I mean bitches. Right. She loves the, she loves the what? The death phone intro? What? Yeah. Have you called the death phone? Do you, you Uh, know what happens when you call 707-61-DEATH? Oh, I changed it. It's it's now it's now not that. That's probably what she's complimenting you on. She's like she loves oh. the new the new. It used to Have just you be called like, it. I did, and you know what? It was? You know damn well I called it because I left a message. No, I like, mean since I changed no, it. No, I haven't what I called mean. it since you changed it. But I'm just saying, oh. I have definitely called the death phone line when it was just is hey, Adam leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, it takes me a little time to get things done, but I eventually get them done, Daniel. Just like you, I'm a procrastinator. I think we both share that trait. We do. So I don't think you're one to talk. But anyway, I don't know what I... Thank you for the call, Kathy Bacon. We appreciate it. Yes. We love you. Um, I don't know what I was saying, but we're going to we're gonna get certified. A, yeah, getting certified to be a travel agent. Yeah, we're going to get certified. We can get free trips or cheap trips. We can. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it, I think it's something that we'll both can enjoy. I, can I book my cruises through you? You can't. I mean, once we're certified, we have to, you know, do all that first. But yes, you can. You can. And you'll still get the same benefits. Sweet. We'll we'll get you a table together with whoever you're traveling with. You know, I have a, uh, 
I have a plan. I have a retirement plan. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Have I ever told you that? What my retirement plan is? Well, you said you wanted to be one of those boat drivers yeah, okay, at yeah. Disney. Yeah, then I told you. I told you. Yeah, I've got that all planned out. I am going to be, and this, is it this weekend? No, I think it's when we're there for Zach's birthday. We have a dinner reservation at the hotel that that boat goes to. So we'll actually get to ride the boat that I will one day pilot. As a as a part of um, your tour, maybe they'll show you how to be a boat pilot. I hope so. On Monday, I mean. Because they're not very fun. They're just, you know. You know, the, and they're all oh, we'll coming up to the hotel. Just I would be pointing shit out on the river. Be like, you see that marker over there? That's for Samuel Clemens himself penned the first chapter of Mark Twain back when he was an employee of the Walt Disney Company. It's like, see, I, I would give people helpful things to know about as they go down the river. It would be, it would be like an attraction in itself. It would be people would be lining up just to take the pontoon boat from Disney Springs to Port Orleans, just so they can hear my spiel, Adam. I'm about to sneeze, so if I sneeze, I apologize. Um, I thought I thought you were saying that you wanted to be the boat driver on that ride. No, no ride. You know, the ride where they tell jokes and, oh, watch out for the elephants. The They'll jungle blah, cruise? Blah, blah. No. Yeah, that one. No, that I don't, one. I don't, I don't, that's I don't what I thought. That, no. no, I don't have enough freedom on that one. I'd have to tell the same jokes over and over. No, I, I prefer an empty script, Adam, a, a, the, the spirit of not expecting it, the, 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 the stealthy, what am I trying to say? The sneak attack. The sneak attack, Adam. That's what I'm going for. The sneak attack. It is now time for a completely unique segment that we do here on this show. We like to call it Living or Deceased. Is that what we call it? Or do we I call it so. Deceased or Living? <laughs> Did I? I don't know. We call it one of I the mean, two. I mean, you, you came matter. up with it. It's, yeah. It is a completely original Daniel J. Right, Brewer right. idea. Yeah. So whatever you want to call it. Right, is, this, uh, it's a little game that we like to play. I'm going to read the names of some people, some famous people. Chris and Dennis, these actual famous people. <laughs> There's not no no Jimmy Liddell in here. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Yvette Miniminimum, <laughs> whatever her name was. <laughs> oh, we're in so much trouble. Okay, I'm going to read you the name of some famous people, Adam. You're going to tell me whether they're alive or dead, and you're also going to tell us how we might know them. What, what it is that made them famous. So are you ready to play, Adam? I'm ready. James Coco. <sighs> I was, I'm hoping at one point I actually know these people. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So I feel, I'm going to say. Like, I feel like you should know James Coco. Is that a clue? Could be. Could be a clue. Ta-da. I, I don't feel like I, I, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting the vibe, but um, but I'm just going to say James Coco. Yes. First of all, is still alive. He uh, he's actually on the cruise right now with Auntie Scott and <laughs> Uncle Drew. Um, he's he's the valet for or the personal uh, luggage carrier. Mm-hmm. The valet. For yeah. Ricky. Yeah. For Ricky. But the reason uh, his last name is Coco is because he is the famous inventor well, it's not the reason that's his last name, but mm-hmm. he's the famous inventor of Cocoa Krispies. Oh. And that's where they came up with the cocoa for Cocoa Krispies. You thought it was chocolate. Right, no. 
No. But it's Coco's Krispies. It's James Coco. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Adam, you're so, so close, but mm, sorry. Uh, he was, in fact, dead. James Coco is dead. He is a Broadway actor, a character actor of many years. He's also did some television and movie work, I believe. Um, so he's just a, a an old character actor. You would recognize him if you saw him. If you Google you know, James Coco, you'd probably recognize him. Uh, how do we know he wasn't on the cruise and they've gone down? In the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, we don't know. Could very well be. Uh, Henry Flipper. (sighs) I mean, there are a couple of obvious choices here. Henry Flipper. um, So Henry Flipper is uh, also alive. Uh And uh, he's in the nursing home. Yes. He uh, He has really bad carpal tunnel syndrome because he is the famous... IHOP pancake flipper. Oh. He oh. is well known, but well you know, known. he thought, you know, I've got this last name, yeah. Flipper. Mm-hmm. I should really cash in on that. And he decided he was going to be a flipper it was a side hustle. at IHOP. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he got the really bad carpal tunnel, had to go in a home. Oh. And uh, he can't flip anymore. Cannot flip anymore. That is so sad. No. Uh, no, actually, Adam, that is not the case. Uh, Henry Flipper is dead. He's the first African-American to graduate from West Point. I mean, same difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you were pretty close. I mean, yeah, those two I, things are very, very I was similar. right there. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Right there. You're right there. Large Professor. Large Professor? Yes. He's dead, but he was the first contestant on My 600-Pound Life on A&E. Wow. Oh, Adam, I I really, I want to give you these, Adam. I want to give them to you because you're so darn close. But no, I'm sorry. The rules state that it has to be an exact match. Uh, Large Professor is, in fact, alive. He is a hip-hop artist. No. (laughs) I think he does. He did a... You know, a duet album with James Coco before he died. Uh, was, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, Merrick. Han- oh, by the way, Adam, let me just say this. We have researchers on this show that do different things. Like, a, you know, our executive producer researches our, our test kitchen uh, segment. We have researchers that research this game for us. They they come up with questions for us, right? They they do yeah. the tireless researching and whatnot uh, for our living, and dece- living or deceased game. Uh, yep. This week... They like knocked off early. They like knocked off. They they only had three. That was their whole thing. They only had the. Oh, I, I see. I okay. had to go look up two more. Oh, okay, okay. So I knew that you would know this one, which is why I put it in there. Merrick Hannah. Did you? Yes. <laughs> you knew I would knew this one. I knew you would know this one. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say he's dead. He's dead. And I'm going to say he is one half of Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> uh, uh, cartoon studios or uh-huh. animation studios. Right, animation studios, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, Adam, I'm so sorry. Merrick Hanna is 17. He is alive and he is a dancer who is well, well known on Instagram and TikTok. But you would probably know him because he was a contestant on America's Got Talent season 12. He was the little kid that danced like a robot. That was Merrick Hanna. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
How long ago was season 12? Because I haven't been watching it for I, maybe three or four years. You know, season 12 was way before it. Because I also have yeah. not watched America's Got Talent for several years. So No, um, no, no. I, I watch it now, but I didn't watch it in the early days. So, okay. Anyway. Well, maybe, maybe. No, this is not that early. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I have one more, and I'm going to tell you now, Adam. Uh, this one, uh, you know, because my researchers failed me. So this is not a person. This is a thing. So I want you to tell okay. me whether this thing is dead or alive, right? And okay. uh, and how we would know it. Duck Dynasty. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I know what Duck Dynasty is. It's that TV show uh-huh. uh, with those people in, I want to say Louisiana, but it, it, it was a southern state. It might have yeah, been Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. it was somewhere in the south. Somewhere in the south. I believe they're. I believe they either are duck hunters or they sell duck calls. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Okay. And they have a lot of beard, like neck beards, and and you know uh, mistreatment of women. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, but I don't know. I I think it's dead. I think the show is gone. Ah, you know what, Adam? You are absolutely correct. The show was ended in 2017 after 11 fucking seasons. Uh, and it absolutely was about a uh, you know a, a patriarchy in the south. It's like of some old dude that owned a duck. I don't. Th- I think he owned like the patent to the duck call or something like that. And that's how they were multi-millionaires, and they pretended like they lived out in the woods. But if you read anything online, they all had multi-million-dollar mansions, and they they didn't actually. Live you know, there, so. I, I feel like that's the southern hick version. Of keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, it pretty much was. Well, there you go, Adam. Yeah. Out of, uh, you know, even with our researchers, like, you know, bailing on us, I did do five of them. And out of five of them, Adam, you got uh, exactly one correct. Congratulations. So I have this dream where... Fatty is like telling Larry Vader, it's just like, ah, but on their show, they play the music the entire time. And then it ends when it's supposed to end. And they, they doing it. I don't know how they're doing it, but I don't understand why you, Larry Vader, can't figure that the fuck out. Um, you know, that's I I I have that I every time. That's what goes on in my head. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you also are pretty impressed with yourself for that that thing that you figured out. I am. Um, you know, I got a, a message the other day. From uh, a well, he's not a coworker. He's he's a he's a VP. But I got a, a message from one of my uh, one of the VPs at work the other day that said, "Hey, congratulations on your fifth anniversary." Uh, I saw it on the the slide this morning in the me- in the all hands meeting. Uh, you know that you were up on the screen for uh, it was your celebrating your fifth anniversary at work. Uh I had no idea. I had no idea that this, uh, this was, I, and it's true. I, I started well, working. Congratulations. Dan. Yeah. Do you get the gold watch? I didn't get anything. I didn't get like a gift card or anything or a crappy little uh, t-shirt or something like that. No, I didn't get any of that. I, uh, I got a, a thing from a VP that wasn't even my boss. Like my boss, uh, as far as I know, doesn't even know that it's my fifth anniversary. So I always wonder. Yeah. And look, I appreciate that management tries to make people feel special and all. I mean, I get it. I get it. They're looking for ways to, you know, call people out, give them 
whatever you call it, visibility and uh-huh. all of that uh-huh. kind of good stuff. But uh, I've always thought wh- these anniversaries, what are we celebrating? The fact that you haven't been fired or <laughs> like, right. what are, you right. made it, Adam, you made it past all the layoffs. I Congratulations. Have not, I, know. I made it through COVID. You know? I have, I've made it there for five years, Adam. Five years that I've been there. Um, well, I'd like to personally congratulate you, Daniel. Well, I'll you. be sending you a five-year pin myself since the company is not. You know, I do collect pins. Uh, so yeah. that's great. I, I would love a pin. That That's one of those things that, that I really like. You'll I probably just, just complain about it. I think you complain about a lot of Disney pins. These, I, In oh. fact, on Don't Do Disney, oh. just the, the last episode that I listened to, you said, these new pins... I don't know if they're not putting much work into it because of COVID or what, but they're crap. These new pins that they're coming out with. All right. First of all, you're a couple of shows behind. Second of all, uh, and I want to remind you, Adam, I listen to your five day a week podcast, five days. I listen to all five episodes every week. I get it. I get it. I put out one half hour show with my partner, Zach. I'm putting in effort, Daniel. I've been listening. So I just, just want to say, I just want to say, just wanna say, but here's the thing, Adam, the format of our show is that every week we give our hero and our villain. So it's built into the show that we are going okay. to give a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And that happened to be one of my villains of the week. It couldn't so, have been, uh, you know, Bob Chapik or whatever his name is. Igor Chapik. It had to be the pens. Look, I'm a Disney stockholder. I'm quite happy with Bob Paycheck. Okay. Uh, Paycheck? Like, yeah, Bob Paycheck. Uh, it's Chapik. The, the the thing is, Adam, uh, I don't even know what I was trying to say. What was I trying to say? Oh, I'm just saying, if you if you listen to the show, I wasn't. Compl- it wasn't like I spent the entire show complaining. It was actually a segment of the show where we specifically give a single complaint. I get it. I get it. I stole it from an RV podcast. They call them fresh tanks and black tanks. So like, what was your fresh tank of the week? What was your black tank of the week? And I think what gayish does that, right? They do their tops and bottoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the same, same concept there. It's, it's that's our, what I need on geeky gay to freshen it up. You know, I was, I was going to mention something because even, even if you feel that you don't have anything to talk about, in your life or yeah. that people, you know, that you you don't live a very interesting life. You have that book of conversation starters or whatever. You can ask yourself and answer yourself a question. I do. I do occasionally. You also I watch. Forgot, I forgot where I'm at. You also <laughs> watch. Book. You watch at least 22 hours of TV a day. So I feel that of all the TV that you watch, you can talk about some of that. I watch a lot of TV and you heard it on Geeky Gay. I'm, I'm recently rewatching Night Court. Boom, 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 bump, bump. I don't know. You know I I'm, wanted to point that out to you. That channel that you're getting over your intent, this is, a, a, you know what? I'm going to put this down in a segment. Let's get through the, the, the news okay, game. Okay. And then we'll talk about it. Cause I, I, I did want to talk to you about this. Uh, All right. what was your, what was your channel name that you talked about? I think it's called laugh. Yeah. Laugh. L A F F. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm, I've added it to that card. We'll talk to it right after we do this. News game. It's the news game. It's the news game. What questions will he ask? It is the Mix Minus News Game. This is a segment of the show where Adam will read me five questions from the New York Times news quiz. 
And I, using only my head, brain, and mouth words, will come up with the answers to those questions. These are multiple choice questions. I will try to answer it without knowing what the choices are, but if I get stuck, I am always free to ask for the questions. Uh, At the end of the five-question New York Times news quiz... I should, I, should, I should clarify. The New York Times news quiz, I think, is like 11 questions. Adam just picks yes, five. Yes, it is. Adam just picks five because 11 was just too much. Uh, but after that, they make it even faster and more you know, exciting and fast-paced. We're going to do a speed round, or Adam will read me bonus questions from a Trivial Pursuit uh, deck from 1982, and uh, I'll see how many I can answer in 60 seconds. So, Adam, are, are you ready with your first question of the evening uh yeah i'm ready you want it yeah i do okay uh so here we go president biden traveled to europe this week for meetings with nato allies yes what did he say in a speech on thursday what did he say (laughs) in a speech on thursday i'm telling you these question writers are so what is in this photo malarkey was uh, it malarkey did he say malarkey no uh, what are no. my choices i obviously uh, your i choices. need some choices here he expects a peace deal to be reached by the end of the month uh-huh. he expects russian troops to continue west into poland uh-huh. he plans to visit ukraine in april he wants to remove russia from the g20 or he wants the west to commit to a 50-year boycott of russian goods I I think it's the penultimate one there. I think he wants to remove Russia from the G20. All right. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer, Adam. Are you sure that is your final answer? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that is my final answer. That is correct, that Daniel. Is correct. That, is, that is correct. All right. Number two. Number two. More than three million Ukrainians have fled their country. Yes. How many refugees has the U.S. said it would take in? Oh, like at least a hundred. <laughs> well, that's not one of your choices. Uh, uh, this- I think the number was around a million or a million and a half. So, uh, what are my what are my choices? Uh, none. Yeah. Ten thousand. Yeah. One hundred thousand. Yeah. Or one million. Yeah, I'd say a million. I'd say I. I think it was it was pretty like we were showing those like yeah we're willing to take them. Oh. Uh, incorrect, Daniel. It's a hundred thousand. What a weird, arbitrary number for us. We're willing to take your refugees, but only a hundred thousand. It's also a relative. It's a really low number. Poland has what two, two and a half million yeah. Ukrainians right now in Poland. I mean, in fairness, it's a lot easier to get to Poland from Ukraine than it well, is to yeah. the United States. But you know. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Number three. Disney employees staged walkouts this week. So bad. Yes. What were they protesting? They were protesting their belief that Disney should have responded, should have made, you know, made a public statement about the don't say gay bill in Florida. Uh, A Florida bill that restricts teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity. For third grade and below. And it doesn't restrict teaching of it. It restricts class discussions about it. But it doesn't matter. I just feel that this whole thing was misplaced. It, it, it's just, it, it was a totally stupid political stunt that only affected public schools and it did it in the weakest possible way. And it was one of those things. It's just Ron DeSantis running for president and Disney didn't need to comment on it because it was just political theater. It has no real effect on anyone anywhere in the human being, you know, in the, in, in the, 
in the world. So it was, it was one of those much to do about nothing, but you know, in the world of Twitter, we got to like make everybody like say everything and be psychic all the time. Number four. Thank you. I'll get off Uber users in New York City will soon be able to choose to ride in which vehicle? Ooh, a uh, hot air balloon, I believe. is No, it's a yellow cab. I believe I heard this on Tech News Daily uh, just the other day. It's it's the New York yellow cabs have, have partnered with Uber. It is a it's a yellow taxi. The option will become available this spring under a partnership between Uber and two taxi technology companies. Number five. The, no, it's the final question. The Oscars cut I eight award you're, categories. You're, I, I feel like, Adam, that you should, you know, build up to these. You, you just seem so you're you're just like uh you're you're Ben Stillering it here. You're just like number five. It's like, uh, come on, give me some hype. I'm is sorry. It, is the final question. Number five, number five. Daniel, Adam, are you ready this, for this number is, This is five. the difference. This is the, I've gotten one question wrong. So this is the difference between me getting a three or a four overall, right? This is, this is, this is pass fail territory here, Adam. Come on, give me some, give me some hype for this final question. I, I did it. There was hype. Number five, Daniel. The Oscars cut eight award categories from its primetime telecast. Yes. Which category below remains part of the show? Oh, my God. Well, I, I, I right, don't know, so Adam. Which categories have, do I have to choose from? We have adapted screenplay, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, or production design. I'm going to say original score because I feel like they pepper that whole boring fucking ceremony with, you know, different interpretations of the songs that are up for that award. So I'm going to say original score. Oh, I also would have thought that because I thought they need some, you know, music in there. But uh, no, uh, Cyclone in the chat room is correct. It is adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Yeah. Well, well, Adam, I've gotten three out of five, so I can only help myself here in the bonus round. Let's see what uh, is up there. The game begins in three, two, one. What Southwest Asian city did the U.S. open an, an embassy in in 1995? South Korea. Hanoi. What MTV twosome are known as the bad boys in Mexico? <laughs> MTV bad boys? Yes. Uh, pass. I don't, I don't have Beavis and Butthead. Oh! What Mark's woman did Sitting Bull dub Little Sure Shot? Oh, Beavis. Annie Oakley. What creature's heart kept baby Faye alive for 21 of her 33 days in 1984? A pig. A baboon. Oh, damn it. What cigarette icon did health officials call post-Soviet Russia's, quote, most popular man? Joe Camel? The Marlboro Man. Who's 19? Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. So sorry, Adam. Well, you know, that's... Uh... Wow, this is this is really brutal this week. I, I have only gotten uh, three out of the five questions. You know, uh, a show, a game show came back recently that uh, for another season that you probably hate because it has lights. <laughs> what, what is that show? Uh, Weakest Link. 
with the fabulous Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. I do love me some Jane Lynch, although sometimes she can, you know, basically be just the same joke over and over. Anyway, Adam, that is a news quiz. Hopefully I'll do better next week. I realize, of course, that that can't be true because we're not here next week. I don't know if we mentioned that enough. Uh, we will not be here next Friday. I will be camping and you will be watching Hamilton. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Because we haven't watched it enough. We also have some other days coming up that I will be that unable to do the show. So unless Adam gets another co-host for those, for those nights, um, Friday the 15th and Friday the 22nd. So two in a row there. So, uh, off on the first, we will be back on the eighth and then two weeks off. And then, uh, we'll be back after that for a bit up until our cruise. Yep. So, uh, just, you know, a little, little calendar for, if you don't want to take two weeks off in a row, Adam, you could find a, you know, a co-host, maybe, maybe get Joe Batanz to come over here and, uh, and, and hoist himself up on the old pride 48 mast. I don't even know what that means. Do we hoist ourselves yeah, up on, yeah, we, on the we, mast yeah. when we when we do the show? Is All that the time. That's, that's what we do? Uh, speaking of hoisting, uh, I don't know about you, Adam, but. When I look out my door on Friday mornings and I see all of the boxes that are just lined up from our executive producer Cyclone, I have to hoist them all the way upstairs to this studio here so that I can go through them meticulously uh, because these are all things that happened on the date that we're recording in some of the year. You know what I'm saying, Adam? Just like... We I have, do. We have hundreds of researchers that go just comb through every little nook and cranny of the internet trying to find things that have happened on the day that we're recording. Uh, and there you go, Adam. This is from the Mixed Minus Research Center Archives and Test Kitchen. I would like to wish you a very happy International Waffle Day. I watched a video on YouTube of using leftover sourdough starter to make pancakes. Yeah. I don't think I'm a fan of sourdough. Yeah, I feel like you're I just, not. I just want to say, it's sour. <laughs> it's just very sour. Yeah, it's kind of in the name. You know what you I'm know? saying? It's kind of in the name, sourdough. It's like... I I used to think I liked sourdough because there was a lady in our church when I was little mm-hmm. who uh, made sourdough and she had starter. It wasn't sour at all. In fact, it was on the sweeter side. I don't know what she did to it because it was definitely sourdough starter. Also... Cycle and I realize it's not waffles, but it made me think of pancakes. Okay. I bet there are sourdough waffles. I bet there are. Probably. Uh, It's also Tolkien Reading Day. So enthusiasts of the extensive bibliography of J.R.R. Tolkien find today one of their favorite days of the entire year because it is Tolkien Reading Day, celebrated every March 25th. I need to go read that uh, the other book or books related to Lord of the Rings that they're basing the show on so that I know what's going on. Like the one that they're only allowed to carry one character from the movies into? I I don't know what they're allowed to do, but the the series is based on some either follow-up work. Is it the Silmarillion? No, I think it's like way, way in the past or something. I don't know. But I need to read some of the other material is what I'm saying. On March 25th in 1963, New Mexico passes a new criminal code but does not repeal its sodomy law. The sentence is set for two to ten years and or $5,000. $5,000 for a blowjob, Adam. I mean, I feel like Fatty would be uh, 
homeless. I'm not going to pay that. He lived in Mexico. Mm, you can pay me $5,000. Uh, in March 25th of 1985, was the pivotal year... I did a plosive there, Adam, like I'm some kind of amateur. It was a pivotal year for the Oscars. Vanessa Redgrave is the first woman to be nominated for Best Actress playing a lesbian role. The Times of Harvey Milk wins Best Documentary and the first documentary on a gay subject to do so. And nearly a billion viewers hear director Richard Schmeinken, I'm sure I got that wrong, express his thanks to his partner in life, John Wright. Nice. It was a very gay Oscars. Back in uh, 1985. Uh, On March 25th in 1988, a super hooper duper takes place at Disneyland with 1,527 hula hoopers setting a new Guinness record. I have never been able to hula hoop. I cannot do it. Cannot. I've tried. I can't even get it to spin one time. It just falls to the floor. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not moving my hips right or something. I, I don't know. Uh, in 2016, on March 25th, the Town Square meet and greet with Marie is removed from Walt Disney World. You could no longer meet with Marie from the Aristocats. Now, when we did our special pin event a couple of years ago, they brought back out Marie for us to get our picture with. So, Same. Oh, nice. Did you and Did you like the pins that day? On March 25th in 1957, uh, Europe's common market founded in a major step towards economic unity. That's fun, Adam. (laughs) That's a fun one. I'm sure the podcast listeners would love to hear about that. Economic (laughs) unity is always fun. I don't know why I scrolled to that one specifically. It's not, you know, what would podcaster listeners like to hear about? Probably that. Probably the Europe's common market. That's that's something that you know the old ECM as we like to call it. No, 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 Daniel. It's it's the uh, EC, EEC, uh, the European Economic Community. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's boring. That one's boring. Oh, in 1975, King Faisal of Saudi Arabia was assassinated. I mean, I feel like I feel like all of them are at some point, right? <laughs> I mean, Isn't you know you don't you kind of stay in office in Saudi Arabia until you're assassinated. That's, I mean, it's, that's the way it works. It's no common market, but you know it's uh, they're it's, like we they don't hold elections. Someone just goes in with a shotgun. Uh, you're done. On uh, no. March 25th of 2001, Icelandic pop singer Bjork makes a splash at the Oscars. Is that when she wore the swan dress that Cyclone sent the photo of in the email? It is. The infamous swan dress worn by the Icelandic pop singer Bjork at the 73rd uh, Annual Academy Awards on March 25th, 2001, is among the most notorious. Okay. There you go. I mean, I remember that dress. I was watching that ceremony. Over and I remember a nude thinking, that is body the stocking thing. and above a large white tutu-like skirt, the swan's neck was draped around Bjork's shoulders like a shawl. With its head lying on her chest, Bjork took to the stage to perform her nominated song, I've Seen It All, which lost in its category to Bob Dylan's Things Have Changed. It's probably because it's Bob Dylan. Anyway, uh... I know this is hard to believe, Adam, but it's absolutely true because it was printed in the Weekly World News on March 25th. No, excuse me, March 24th of 1992. A baby was born with angel wings. 
It's amazing. It's just you know they you know, they look really old. They look like they got they were pulled off of a stuffed <laughs> swan or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean you would think they'd be in you know fresh baby wings. You would expect them to be you know yeah. in better condition. Yeah. But uh, the birth of a baby with angel wings has stunned clergymen who say that the little boy is almost certainly a messenger from heaven. Now I gotta I gotta ask you this: the baby comes out of its mother. And it's got wings. It's got bird wings on it. Do you think the first people they're calling are the clergymen? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, wouldn't they be calling, you know, like uh, some surgeons and some, you know, probably higher, like the the medical ad, uh, administration people or something like? Oh, well, call the papers. We got something crazy here. No, no, no. It's it's the clergymen. They would call the clergymen. Well, the the husband's surely going. Um, who did you sleep with? <laughs> There are no wings in my family. No. Must be your family. You from Arkansas? Anyway, uh, I, 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 there's this... I, I don't even want to go there because it's such a stupid headline. But uh, an insurance company replaces kidnapped children's with brand new kids. <laughs> Parents of kidnapped children need never pay a ransom again thanks to an exciting new insurance policy that replaces stolen kids with new kids free of charge. Uh, I, I think that's great, Adam. You know, we have in a, some cases it would that would be a, a, a good deal. Yeah. Some some kids are need to be replaced. We have uh, you know a shortage of people that. Uh, what am I trying to say? Adopt kids like we, we yeah. have kids that that need to be adopted that just are not adopted this would be a great answer for them i did a thing adam what did you do i all right i see what that is okay i forgot to bring up the i forgot to pull the the theme song uh, for the what am i trying to say for the for the for the number one movie of the week and i'm trying to find it here so i'm trying to type and talk at the same time i'm not doing a very good job of either so i will just there uh, were um box office hits yes in some year on on march 25th. friday on march 25th yep. and uh we we have a list of those you're Me gonna too. play yeah a theme song i'm gonna play a theme song from i'm one gonna of them. guess all right yeah here you go adam it's very difficult uh i need you to really listen closely because this is uh probably the toughest one we've ever done Daniel, is it uh, is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh my God, Adam! I was I, like, uh, that was probably the toughest one that we've ever had to do on this segment. I was, and, I was uh, sweating. You got I, it. You got it. Uh, wow. Just like that. That's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, you know, that's like let, let nobody. Wait, wrong one. Let nobody ever say that Adam does not know. <laughs> Things are just falling apart. Just here. I'm sure Larry maybe, Vader is so jealous at your ability Vader to play Larry bumpers. Vader doesn't listen to this show. Uh, that's the other thing. You and Larry Vader talk to each other on your own respective shows, and neither one of you listen to the other show. Anyway, uh, we, there's many people that were born on March 25th in different years. Let's say happy birthday to some of them now, shall we? Ryan Lewis, you've turned 34. Happy birthday. I don't know, but he's hot. I have no idea who he is, but he is hot. Mm-hmm. Sean Ferris, you've turned 40. Happy birthday. He's also hot. And Gene Salat. 
Gene Shalit turned 96. Go ahead and say he's uh, not. He's not. Not hot. Okay. Not hot. Not hot. Uh, Elton John turned 75. Paul Michael Gleiser turned 79. Anita Bryant turned 82. Gloria Steinem turned 88. Uh, anybody else you see on this list that you want to call out? Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker turned 57. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine McPhee from Scorpion fame and American Idol turned 38. Uh, people who have passed away that had a birthday on March 25th was Aretha Franklin and Howard Cosell. So, from all of us here to all of you there, happy birthday, kittens. All the SBC team. Wow. I just... <sighs> anyway... <laughs> Where we're going. Did you watch Survivor? Okay, this week? you are you are advancing in years. Daniel, I am. So. I am. I know, I'm, I'm allowed you. now. As I'm older, I'm allowed to uh, to to do this. Adam, uh, did you watch Survivor I, this week? I did not. I meant to because I knew you were going to ask me. I knew it was going to come up, and then I forgot. The biggest example of just like blatant naked white pride white privilege was. Uh, done but zach and i at the beginning of this season were both very excited because there were two people that had our names there was a zach and there was a daniel zach yeah. got voted out first and now it turns out daniel's a complete total dick he's a complete total uh you know misogynistic racist dick anyway did everyone say damn daniel they should have but what i really wanted to talk to you about here adam in this little segment here really quickly is you were talking the other day on your award-winning other podcast the geeky gay um that you had found an over-the-air channel. And for those of you who don't know, uh, there was additional spectrum that was added for digital television a couple of decades ago. And most television stations, instead of using it to broadcast higher definition or higher, you know, uh, better like HTTV, like 1080p or whatever, H, you know, whatever, they used the extra bandwidth to have a whole bunch of extra channels that you could get on your digital TV. So... What you may know is like your local channel 13 CBS that is still available over the air, but also available over the air is like 13.1, 13.2, 13.3, yeah. 13.4. And they're just, they're these low resolution channels. None of them are HD, but they're, they're low resolution channels that are basically playing old, I don't know, catalog shows. So in your case, you stumbled across laugh L A F F was the name of the uh, uh, of the network and it was playing uh night court night court yeah just over and over and over and there are some that just play star trek back to back to back to back you know they, they'll just like dip through all the different star treks and whatever the official term for these adam is fast have you heard of that term before i have not no that is free advertor advertising supported television so it's just the acronym in the industry in the biz is called fast so, and this is why a lot of people believe that Netflix, I mean, that Amazon bought um, MGM was because of all the back content that they could put on their fast channel because Amazon happens to own the largest fast channel in the world, which is IMDb TV. So, oh, okay. Uh, it, I didn't realize that. So that's an over the air network. I didn't realize it was. It's not over the air. It's online, but it's the same concept. So what's happening is, is your local channel, your local affiliate or whatever your local station is that has that 0.1 or 0.2 station, right? 
Right. They're licensing their content. You know, they're just repeating a broadcast from, you know, a company laugh that sells that to, you know, hundreds and thousands of stations around the country. Hey, we'll, you know, we'll split revenue with you and we'll handle the programming and you, you know, you'll share in the revenues on this, this extra channel. Um, but what I wanted to say was for listeners of your show who don't happen to have laugh locally or don't happen to have a tableau where they can record those things. There are a lot of, of those type of channels online. So you could go to something like Pluto TV. Pluto TV has a ton of those channels. So you could go to Pluto TV and you could see laugh or ion or any of those things. And they're, they're commercial supported. So it's just like watching TV over the air. But if you, if you, yeah, actually, I don't know if this is the same, but a, a lot of like Samsung TVs, video, Vizio C- TVs, I can't talk, all of these different TVs, they come with channels on the TV, air yeah. quotes. Yeah. And they're like, uh, not all of them are something like Pluto. They're actually like apps on the TV yeah. that are Samsung TV or whatever. Yeah. And then it's Roku, basically the same yeah. thing. Roku TV is another example of a fast. Yeah. They, they give a lot of free channels and stuff, but uh, yeah, the, that's all it was. And I just wanted you know you to know that other people could get that night court thing online. If they, if they really, if they were thinking, Oh, I would also like to watch night court. That would be fun to watch. They could find laugh. You could probably even Google for, you know, laugh, online and it would point you to one of the services that that carry it i let it record all new episodes for about a month and i got all nine seasons sweet and tableau (laughs) will submit the show and get the commercials cut out of it so on a lot of them right you won't even see the commercials on so yeah there you go i don't know that's that's uh that's a way to, to to cheat the system not watching those uh stick it to the man stick it to the man because he uh he deserves having it stuck too it's my birthday weekend adam happy birthday daniel thank you uh you know for your birthday i think i'm gonna go on a cruise with you you should i think that'd be great i think that's an excellent thing we we can talk about that in the post show uh if you want to reach out to us you can do so you can send us an email the address is contact at mix-podcast.com you can also leave us a voicemail 707-61-DEATH is our phone number or or if you want to be a little bit more technologically uh advanced you can go to voicemail.mix-podcast.com if you do it on your cell phone you can just hit the record button and talk to us uh, we will not be here next week, taking a week off, but we will be back on April 8th, live on Pride48.com. Adam, 10 seconds. Take us out. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I'm on my third glass of Moscato, uh, but I want you to excuse me while I go get an ice cube from downstairs. This show is a proud member of the Pride48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at Pride48.com.